what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Your answer's in the book. Are you hearing me today? The problem is the church is getting away from the book. America's getting away from the book. Preachers are getting away from the book. But if you'll place your faith in what God said in this book, you will not go wrong. It can save your life. Let me tell you, I know it can save your soul. (laughs) Glory to God. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles turn with me, please, to the book of First Kings. The book of First Kings, chapter 17. First Kings, chapter 17, beginning with the first verse. First Kings 17, verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And I want to use for a subject this morning, Elijah, the brook Cherith, and the ravens. No other prophet in the Bible is more vividly described and imitated than that of the prophet Elijah. His name is mentioned 68 times in the Old Testament and some 30 times in the New Testament. Malachi chapter 4 verse 5, Malachi said, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ, he imitated Elijah. And the Lord said in Matthew chapter 11 verse 11, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Verse 13, for all the prophecies and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. Now the name Elijah means God is Jehovah. When the Lord brought him upon the scene, he did not give any past history on this man whatsoever, nothing at all. The Lord gives us more about this man's future than he does his past. But you know, when a person gets saved, their past doesn't matter. The Lord has washed and cleansed them, and we are buried with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my friend, let me tell you, we've got more to look forward to in the future 
than we do the past. But Elijah, when he came upon the scene, he came upon the scene during the time of Ahab, who was the most wicked, ungodly king that ever sat upon the throne of the northern kingdom. The Bible says, 1 Kings verse 16, chapter 16, verse 30, that Ahab did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that was before him. He married Jezebel, which was a very beautiful woman, and he would do anything to please this woman. And the Bible says that he went and served Baal. Verse 32, he built a house for Baal and an altar in worship of Baal. He did more, verse 33, he did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that went before him. What he did caused confusion among the people. And I want you to get that. The leadership of that day did things that caused confusion among the people. Let me bring it up to today because I can't ignore it because we've got leaders in Washington right now that talk out of both sides of their mouth and, you know, they, they want you to take a shot, but they don't have a problem with letting thousands of people come across the border with no COVID check and they, they don't require them to be vaccinated. He that has an ear, let him hear. If this pandemic is such an issue, then I think it should be mandatory for everybody, not just this group over here or that group over there. We're, we're, you know, it's a very confusing time in our country today. But at any rate, Ahab did more to confuse the people of God because Baal means husband. And Jehovah God said, I am your husband. And the people were worshiping Baal, thinking that they were worshiping God because of this. They couldn't distinguish the difference between the two. Today, we have a certain sect of Christianity that wants to mix Christianity with Islam. We call it Chrislam. You know, well, Allah is just another name for God. No, it's not. You cannot let a person get away by making that remark. It is a totally different God altogether. Matter of fact, it's not a God at all. There's only one God, and it's Jehovah God that had a son, and his name is Jesus Christ, and he died on Calvary for our sins. And no man can come unto the Father but by him. You can't do it through Allah or, or Buddha or any other religion of the world. It's only Jesus Christ and him crucified. But the people were confused. The priest of Baal claimed that Baal had control over the weather, over the elements. Our government today says that man has control over the weather. All these gas-powered cars that we're driving is putting fumes up in the air and it's causing climate change and all this kind of stuff and man is controlling the weather. That's the biggest bunch of hogwash 
but they want to spend trillions of dollars to try to stop climate change, and they can't even stop a little virus that's going. Is anybody listening to me today? And people are buying into it. People are believing this stuff. Let me tell you something today. God Almighty is in control of the weather, not man. If man is doing anything, it's being done because God's allowing it to be done because it's going to bring about his purpose. And Elijah, Jehovah is God. He burst upon the scene. And he says, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. Good grace and mercy. In essence, he's saying, he said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth. In essence, he's saying, Baal is not alive. Matter of fact, Baal doesn't even exist. We need more Christians today with some backbone that'll stand up like Elijah did and say there's other gods out there do not exist. They are dead. They are man-made. Our God made man. The other religions of the world, man made those gods, little g gods, which are no gods. And my friend, we need to take a stand for that. He said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand. It's time for the church to stand up for Jesus and stop singing about it and talking about it and actually do something about it. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. Glory to God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is alive and well. He's alive. He's alive. Glory to God. I said he's alive. He's alive and well. The stone's been rolled away. Glory to God. He's alive. Start coming to church and acting like the Lord Jesus Christ is alive. Stop coming to church and acting like you're coming to a funeral, but start coming to church and thanking God and praising God. We serve a risen Savior today. He comes on the scene. He says, There shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Elijah was one of few men in the Bible that God gave control over the weather. And, you know, like I stated, man says today that man is controlling the weather and some of these things. But no, God is in control. And the only way man is going to have control over the weather is if God actually gives it to him. And it ain't but a few in the Bible that had control over that. And Elijah was one of them. And the Bible says, 1 Kings 17, verse 2, the word of the Lord came to him. Now, I want you to get this today. The word of the Lord came to him. That word literally saved his life. Because when he made his debut and stood before Ahab, Ahab set out to kill him. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah, and it saved his life. He that has an ear, 
let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying today because if you don't, death could be right around the corner. A lot of churches have shut its doors today because they did not have an ear to hear. They had an ear to hear what Governor Cooper said. They had an ear to hear what Biden said. But they didn't have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God said. And a lot of churches has closed its doors today because of these things. Back in the mid-1800s, the death rate in a Vienna hospital was over 30%. And one doctor, Dr. Semmelwiss, he investigated this issue, and he found that the doctors were washing their hands in a basin of steel water. And you say, well, that, what's wrong with that? Well, when you read in the book of Leviticus 15, verse 13, the Bible says that a man that has an issue, a sickness, you're to wash and bathe your flesh in running water. And when the doctors in that hospital begin to wash their hands in running water, that death rate dropped down to 2%. It's in the book. It's in the book. Your answer's in the book. Your answer's in the book. Your answer's in the book. Are you hearing me today? The problem is the church is getting away from the book. America's getting away from the book. Preachers are getting away from the book. But if you'll place your faith in what God said in this book, you will not go wrong. It can save your life. And let me tell you, I know it can save your soul. <laughs> Glory to God. This book right here is the only book in the world of revealed truth to mankind. Man has hammered on this book from the dawn of time, and this anvil still remains. Glory to God. Fall in love with the book. If you're having trouble sleeping at night, read the book. Oh, that's an awful thing to say, preacher. There ain't no other book in the world that'll give you peace of mind like this book right here can. All right. First Kings 17, verse 3. The Lord said, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. The word Cherith means separation. The word Cherith means separation. Elijah was living in Israel, which was notoriously wicked at that time, and now Ahab is out to kill him. God was telling this man at the outset of his ministry, you need to separate yourself from this impurity, and if you don't, they're going to kill you. Let me bring it up to you and I today. As a child of God, we're living in an evil, wicked, ungodly world of sin. And Satan is out to kill you as well. The brook Cherith was a hiding place. Separation. Let me tell you this. 
when you go down to the Brook Cherith, there ain't no cell phone service down there at Cherith. When you go to the Brook Cherith, there are no radios down there at Cherith. There's no television sets down by Cherith. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no internet. There's no Netflix, no Hulu, no computers, no satellites, no HBO, no Cinemax, no CNN, no ABC. You won't find any of that down there at Cherith. The fishing won't good down there either. You won't find any deer stands down there by Cherith either. There won't no train layouts, no hobbies, nor anything of that nature down there by Cherith. Now why am I saying all of that? Because Cherith means separation. And whatever is threatening your walk with God, you need to separate yourself from that thing. Whatever it may be. Separation. Now you won't find all those distractions down there by chairs, but let me tell you what you will find. You'll find a peace that passes all understanding. Glory to God. It was a solitude place. A place where you can get your thoughts together. All of us need a solitude place. You need a little place where you can go and get your thoughts together. Problem is, you got to have time to get down there to the place. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? Oh, but the cross is always at hand. You can always go to the foot of the cross, my friend. Bring your burdens there. Bring your burdens to the foot of the cross and leave them there. The Lord will answer you. The brook Cherith, it was a hiding place. And the Bible says there in verse 4 that he drank of the brook. You and I have got to drink of the brook Cherith. We have got to partake of the separated life. Anything that threatens your walk with God has got to go. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul said this, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? None. Some of you under the sound of my voice today, you are dating. You need to make sure that whoever it is that you're dating is saved. Somebody said, well, Brother James, I can change him. No, my friend, they'll change you before you change them. He that think he standeth better take heed lest he fall. And I'm telling you what the book says today. Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. He said, what communion has light with darkness? None. What concord or agreement hath Christ with Belial? That's another word for the devil. None. What part has he that believeth with an infidel, an unbeliever? None. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? None. 
Matter of fact, God said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He said, You are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and shall walk in them and will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. As a child of God, we're living in a world of filth and sinful activity and ungodliness and wickedness. We're in this world, but we are not of the world. And you need to drink of the brook Cherith, partaking of a separated life from the world and its impurity. Because that is very important as it pertains to your spiritual growth your walk with God and your gaining of the knowledge of the Lord. But I want you to understand this too, that separation is not isolation. Okay? Separation is not isolation. You don't lock yourself away from society. You can't win the loss that way. And in this process of separation... Don't get the idea that you're better than someone else. And don't think that God can't use others because you feel like you're a little bit more separated than they are. We learned this lesson from the ravens. He said, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. 1 Kings 17 verse 4. Of all the animals that God could have used to feed Elijah, he chose this unclean bird to feed him now i can imagine elijah's thinking about that thing i don't know if i want to eat that or not first king 17 verse 6 bible says the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning bread and flesh in the evening and he drank of the brook he was reluctant to eat that to start with but let me tell you when that belly got to pinching and god said it was all right to eat it he eat that hamburger from McDonald's or Burger King or <laughs> Chick-fil-A, wherever it came from. But God used the ravens. It was a miracle that God performed to sustain his prophet. And it goes to show us that God has control over all of his creation, not just the weather, not just the elements, but he controls the animal kingdom as well. Let me tell you this, God even has control over the unsaved. Don't get the idea because I'm, I'm saved and I'm a Christian that the unsaved out here cannot help me. That doctor can operate on you although he's not saved and save your life. God can use anybody. Are you hearing me today? God's in control of all his creation. Back in the days of prohibition, this man earned his living by making moonshine whiskey. And they knew it all around the town. His mama was a godly woman. Went to church every Sunday. And she prayed for her son. They were having revival that week, and 
she called her son in and she said, all I want for my birthday is for you to take me to revival tonight. Well, he didn't want to go to church. But because it was her birthday, he took her down there, went with her that night, and the Spirit of God got a hold of his heart and saved him. He gave his heart to the Lord. But the church was in pretty bad shape. I mean, it needed painting something bad, and a lot of the boards on the church were getting rotten, and they just didn't have the money to do it. Well, this man gave the money so that the church could get them boards replaced and get painted, and the preacher took the money. And some of the members had a problem with that, and they said, Preacher, you you ain't going to take that man's money, are you? You know he made it by selling whiskey. He said, I know. I talked to the Lord about it, and the Lord said the devil's had it long enough. <laughs> Glory to God. The devil's had it long enough. Going to use it for the work of God. And God can use a raven to supply your need. God is in control over all of his creation. The Bible doesn't say how long that Elijah stayed by that brook Cherith. A little over two years, but every day those ravens brought him a hamburger. But God supplied his need, and let me tell you today, if God supplied his need under the old economy of God, how much more can he meet your need today, my need today, under the New Testament that's based on better promises? today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.